0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: It's time now for Green Thumbs in Canterbury, out and about with the Canterbury Horticultural Society.
2: Ray and Lorraine from Canterbury Horticultural Society, out and about, and oh my goodness, isn't it nice to see the sun? That's lovely, and the
0: weather's warming up, so it's really nice. Yeah, well I think we can
2: just count this as early (laughs) summer. (laughs) No, I think we're going to get, you know... There'll be a bit more rough weather, I'd say, Lorraine. But however, isn't it the lo- just lovely to have the sun shining?
0: It is lovely, and it's helping all the gra- all the garden to grow really well. Yes. Yeah. What's happening in your garden? Um, well, I've just planted the, my potatoes. I know they're a wee bit late, but I've just planted them this last week. What sort of potatoes? Oh, um, just your normal variety out of the well, bin. Well, they're called Maris Marisanka. Oh yeah. So they were sprouting, so I've I've just put those in. Yeah. Yep. So um, you seem to always have a pretty good hit with your ones yeah. from the potato pot, don't
2: you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're
2: yeah. main crop potatoes, so they'll take up about 120 days. So, oh. Okay. So, so I won't get
0: them for Christmas. Oh. Well, yeah. you
2: could try to to pull up one and have a look. You might yes. have some little potatoes. Yes. By Christmas.
0: Well, but you never know. Well, we'll see. If not, I'll just have to buy some. And Absolutely yeah, right. that's yeah. just what I'll have to do. Well, we, yeah. of course, were planning to go away for Christmas, but,
2: you know, who knows at the mm. moment. So I haven't planted potatoes for Christmas, but I have got some rocket chitting in the spare bedroom. Okay. And I'm going to plant them at the end of October. Right. Because if we'd gone away for Christmas, we are going to be home by middle of January, so they'd be ready for eating about then. Right. So, so you just got to remember when you're planting potatoes, if they're main crop potatoes, it's 120 days about to get them fully grown, and the early crop, no salad potatoes, are 60 to 70 days. Right, okay. and, and quite a lot of them don't don't flower, so you just need to count the days.
0: Right, and so what 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 are they? What variety are they usually?
2: Um, well, the salad potatoes are ones like Julie, Jersey Benny, Cliff's oh, okay. Kidney, okay. Swift. Yep, yep. Um, I've planted Rocket. They call them a salad potato. Right. So they're 60 to 70 days. Oh, okay. Yeah, so normally if you plant your, your little potatoes by um, the end of September, early mm. October, you've got them for Christmas.
0: Right. Okay, yeah. cool.
2: So, and you have to, and a good idea to chip them. Yes. Um, so mine, yeah. are, mine have got sort of tiny little eyes coming through now. So that's about right for the end of the month. Okay, right. Yes, well mine had
0: quite good little chits on them, quite a few. So, Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh no, look, you'll get a crop. I'm sure You do every year. (laughs) (laughs) I think it must be, you know, like I put compost in, I put blood and bones, so I do feed the soil first to make sure that they've got a good thing to grow in. Oh, absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what else? You've got your potatoes in. I've got my potatoes in. The garlic's growing really well. I've still got um, I'm going to have to take the parsley out soon because it's all starting to go to seed. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll need to take that out. And I'll, I'm wanting to put some other vegetables in um, for, for other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I need to take some out to make room for them. <laughs> Yeah, because I haven't got a huge garden.
2: No, well that's right. It's all crop rotation anyway, mm. which is important. Yeah. You know, you just need to not have the same thing in the same place every year. That's right. So um, yeah, so it's a bit tricky though, isn't it, for some plants? It
0: can be, yes. So yeah. I did have a long row of parsley, so I won't be having so much the summer, but I'll have other crops there. Yep.
2: Yeah, there's, Well, there's other green crops you can make pesto out. You can make mm. pesto out of anything.
0: Mm. Mm. So I'll put my courgettes in and yeah. I, I don't grow carrots or anything like that. I mean, yeah, but so I'll have my courgettes and lettuces and stuff like that. Yep. So. Yep.
2: Yeah, well, I've got um, my spinach has really come away and it's looking good. Mm. Um, and my silver beets looking a bit ragged and I don't know what's eating it. Uh. It's not the sparrows now. Right. It was the sparrows when it was little. And I've sprayed with an organic spray to get rid of any bugs. Right. But I've still got ragged edges, and I go out and I wipe the back of the, You know, you do all these things. <laughs> but however, I mean, I'll still eat it. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. They just haven't eaten at all. But No,
2: it's just trimming but... the edges. Ah. Hmm. Mm. so I don't know. Mm. Um, right. garlic, my garlic I planted at oh, the yes. beginning of lockdown, and it's up and away. Yeah. Um, My spring onions are up and away, and my red onions are up and away.
0: Oh, very good. Mm. I'd like to grow onions, actually, the red ones. Yeah, the red ones are lovely. Right, Mm. okay, yeah. Yeah. I I have got some leeks in that I put in a few months ago, but they take quite a long time to grow, don't they? Well, they need the warmth. Oh, right. So now
2: they'll start. And, of course, now the gardens, um, everything's growing madly in the garden, Lorraine. What else is growing in the garden?
0: The Weeds, mm. yeah, 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 mm. and yeah. we are getting bugs and things too. So, I need to get something on, and yeah, to... I got
2: my fingers out on the young shoots and some of my plants the other day and scraped off all the aphids with my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're a bit icky, but yeah, I don't want to spray because the bees have been. around. Uh, right. Oh, I went out and had a look at our apple blossom, it was full of bees. And nice, I thought, oh, no, can't spray when, right. you've, when you've got such a honeybees
0: are so precious, yeah, 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 right. Okay, well, hmm. Soapy water's quite I, good. I might try that, something, something soapy like soapy water. water. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I have seen a few green aphids. Yeah. Well, your fingers mm. do a good job. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. You don't like, you don't like bugs <laughs> no, under no, your fingernails. No, 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 I don't mind that. It's just I'll be there all day, Ray. Oh, you've got that many? <laughs> quite a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> on good. the minty. Well, get on top of them. Oh well, I need to get yeah, on top of get them. Get on top of them. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: Talking about weather and frosts, it's mm. far too early to plant anything that's frost tender. Right. And I know people have planted um, capsicums and tomatoes. Oh no! Remember last year we had that heavy couple of heavy frosts mm. and we lost lots of things. Mm. Best to hang on till show weekend till show if weekend. possible. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. yeah, that's that's just a fact of life. Yeah. Even with climate change. We're still going to get those
0: sudden frosts. It'll just kill everything. So, right, yeah, we can't get away from them, really, can we? In Canterbury, no, 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 and that's just a fact of life. You say? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, yeah,
2: and they, have their place, they kill they off. They do nasties, so that's they do. Quite nice, they yeah. do, yeah. yeah. Um The other thing I've been noticing: the fruit trees. The blossom on the fruit trees. this year has been wonderful. It has,
0: hasn't it? All around, all around the city, yeah, it's been yeah. amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I was having a good look at the plum. Our plum tree. I think every single flower has set. Oh wow! I mean, they'll fall because the tree can't possibly carry that much fruit. Right. So it will self, you know, um, thin things out. But you have a good crop. Yeah, last year we had a, a lovely crop. This year I think we're going to have a fantastic crop. Nice, mm. nice. And the apple blossom looks beautiful and the bees are so busy in it. Right. So I'm hoping as long as we don't have anything nasty happen in the week next week or so, mm. that we'll have a really great crop of fruit this year. Mm. Mm. Sounds
0: promising. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah.
2: And um, yeah. I don't know what else. I notice that the, the citrus trees are all starting to really... Throw out lots of new growth. Have you oh, noticed okay. that?
0: No, not on, um, no, I haven't on my lemon tree, no. No, no. Those, yeah, my orange trees are just shooting away.
2: Ah. I mean, I only got about 10 lovely big oranges this year because of the late frost last year. But Oranges? Yeah, ah. I, I have two orange trees and they wow. both give me fruit.
0: Nice. Mm. Gosh, that's you think you can't grow things in Christchurch? Well, you can grow
2: things in Christchurch.
0: That sounds
2: really good. You just find the right yeah. spot for them. Oh, yeah. Okay,
0: that's that's a big thing, isn't it? The right spot.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's for anything. I mean, I yeah. talked to somebody the other day. Mm. You know, one of our nurserymen saying he grows um, strelitzia That's what do we call those flowers? The, the strelitzia the ones that look like birds. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. Some... They're very frost tender, but uh-huh. he's got the most marvelous plant growing. Okay. And because he's found just the right pot spot for them. and um, Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Well that's something actually I've been doing in the garden. About this time of the year I do go out and buy a lot of plants but this year I thought no so what I've been doing is putting, is checking to see if one plant is not doing good there. I'll shift it somewhere else. Mm. So that's something I've been doing in the garden. Yeah and I
2: think that we um, get to the stage that well, I look at my garden and it looks so terrible. Or I think oh Nothing is going to grow this year, so I've just bunged something in for colour. And then, of course, a week later, everything's... All the, all the bulbs and all the perennials have come up and, mm. you know, and mm. you've just wasted a whole lot of money on, on bedding plants, <laughs> really. You didn't need to? You didn't need to, really. So, oh, well. um So, you know, it, it oh, happens well. and I think quite yep. often we get enthusiastic early in the season and think, yep. oh, let's get going.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, we could just wait a wee bit longer and it would be all right. Yes, yeah. yes, sort of just...
0: Take it one day at a time, basically.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think with the lockdowns, we've been that more, much more enthusiastic getting out. We have. Yeah. We have. Yeah.
0: yeah. Now, we, before the lockdowns,
2: we had a chat with um, the lovely Elizabeth Jenkins, didn't we, about we did. her um, her adventures in various houses and mm. gardens. Mm. So, um, yeah, so we're going to have a little listen to Elizabeth talking about two houses, one in Britain that she grew up in, and one in the Okiti Valley here in um, in Canterbury, where she built a house that she named after the house she grew up in in England, right? And built a a, a special garden. So that'll um, be interesting. That'll so be interesting yes. to listen yes. to Elizabeth. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right today, I'm talking to Elizabeth Jenkins, artist, costumier musician and all-round artistic person. Welcome to Plains FM, Elizabeth.
1: Thank you very much. So
2: I know you're probably a bit overwhelmed. You've been out talking to groups this afternoon as well, but it's lovely to have you here. Can you tell me how you became so interested in all these wonderful artistic pursuits that you do?
1: Well, I was born in Yorkshire uh, and I had a very, very musical father who was in the army, but he studied military music. And my mother was a very creative lady. Um, I grew up with a lot of encouragement from my family, and I always enjoyed nature and beautiful things. It's a good way
2: to grow up, isn't it? Yeah, it's very nice if you've got lots of people who can encourage you along. So you said you're born in Yorkshire, so obviously born in England.
1: That's right. And when I was very tiny, age four and a half, I used to, I learned to play the piano and then the violin, and travelled to school on an ordinary bus right through the countryside and up past the castle walls of Richmond County Town, and I went to school there. So... You know, and then we uh, lived, enjoyed the countryside, and then eventually we moved out of Yorkshire and into Nottinghamshire.
2: Okay, so we'll talk about Nottinghamshire a bit later on. But obviously, you're in New Zealand now. So how did that happen? Well,
1: 1950 November, we left on September the 8th, 1950, on a dreadful old ship, and came to New Zealand via the Suez Canal. So I remember all about the journey, uh, and we arrived in New Zealand, and went to Fielding, where my father was a came, was hoping to do some music, but it was very difficult in a tiny country town. So we then carried on moving around New Zealand.
2: Very funny times, weren't they, Elizabeth? Because I came out to New Zealand about that time too, in a funny old ship, but through the Panama Canal. <laughs> It's so amazing, isn't it? Yeah, amazing. Okay. Well, going back to Nottinghamshire, I guess that's where Welbeck House comes into this, is it?
1: Yes, it does. It was actually called Welbeck Abbey, and it was built. Or the the abbey belonged to uh, a an order of principal abbey of, for an order of white monks. And after the monasteries were dissolved by Henry VIII. In the 1500s, it then became privately owned and eventually was owned by uh, the Countess of Shrewsbury and then the Cavendish family, who turned out to be the Cavendish Portland Bentinks So it's all a bit complicated. And Welbeck is part of five historic seats of dukedoms Newcastle, Portland, Kingston, Leeds, and Norfolk, and they're collectively known as the Dukeries. Well,
2: that has to be only in England, doesn't it, have all of that?
1: Yes. <laughs> so we moved there in that November, and my father tutored military music because the uh, the Abbey had been taken over as part of the war effort. And so, of course, the army did its thing, and he was helped... He tutored these young musicians uh, before they went to Sandhurst to continue to do their music. Um, well, you also have got a connection with Robin Hood, haven't you? <laughs> well, slightly. the um, The Abbey, the Duke of Welbeck, is part of the, the, uh, the of Sherwood Forest. So we lived there in shared the house with the head gardener and family who we still all keep in touch with uh, became great friends and we lived in this lovely area, um, went to school and lived there for two or three years, even went to a wedding, a, a wedding of the uh, youngest daughter and even got photos of this, it was quite fun.
2: And were your, your father was teaching music, was your mother painting in the garden or what was she doing?
1: She was just being a very good mother, um, helping, you know, with all the people in the estate uh, who were a lot of workers because it was part of the war effort and so it was a huge market garden. Uh, and But we had fun they had every... Uh, November the 5th, we had a big Guy Fawkes Day and a huge bonfire and the uh, Duke and Duchess and the daughters came and everybody on their estate all had a, a lovely bonfire. So we, we did all those sorts of things, you know, played in haystacks, all the fun things that you do on a big estate. So it was a special time and I think that's where I started to really enjoy the countryside and lovely houses and... Uh, despite it all being through the, in the war,
2: and I guess that's where you, you were so lucky during the war. If you had a lovely big garden, a vegetable garden, you at least got a decent amount of food into you. We certainly did. Um, sorry, I'm just. No, that's fine. It's so after, so after all those adventures and your and your trip to New Zealand, I can imagine what it was like and the. No, no luxury line as much in those days, certainly not after the war, um, you arrived in New Zealand. So how did that all go? <laughs>
1: well, I think for my parents, it was a huge culture shock, huge. And to arrive in New Zealand uh, in, in November and head on the all-night-old train um, to Fielding, and then he, he basically, the job, didn't work the one that he thought he was coming to so we just made the they made the best of it um we had our first christmas and my mother trying to make it an english christmas in the sunshine on an old farm and we she picked um red berries that she could uh trying to pretend it was holly so she they just made the most of it and then we we left there and moved from to hastings and then on to dunedin
2: yeah, and when you think about it, all those ladies had to make do in those days with all those things, didn't they? They were sort of pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. So then after a bit of time you went out to Cootie Valley near Dry um I was gonna say Dry River, but to um, Little yeah. River, didn't you? And you um, tell us about the house you built there.
1: Well, that was quite some years later because we also did – we went to Invercargill, Dunedin, Invercargill, and then I got married and we lived in Auckland and then eventually went down to Christchurch and that's when I bought my land in November 1995 and it was a beautiful two acres in this beautiful valley. And that's where I built a little cottage made from Welsh slate – and eventually created the garden it was all from one inch high grass uh, and then a lovely garden and nice articles in the magazines and i had formed country outings and had lots and lots of canterbury garden clubs and provost clubs and other groups for lunches i think about five and a half thousand in the Last two or three years.
2: Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. And of course, the land was bare, and when I was there, you were busy getting it set up. So by the end of it, I imagine you had quite a
1: lush garden, did you? I did. It was on the most wonderful river loam. It had never been farmed, never, never been built on. So it was just many centuries of uh, hillside. You know, loam washed down onto the river flat so it was marvelous soil for growing and the river was running round the back boundary and I managed to um, get a resource consent to dig a trench put pipes in and all by gravity build two ponds and then the water came from the river upstream and went through the ponds and out downstream and this brought a lot of wildlife uh, to the, the the property and it, it was very easy to create quite a pretty garden um, and it was a beautiful place to live in.
2: Very peaceful I remember, yes. Mm-hmm. Just quickly the differences in plants between England and New Zealand, I know that the early settlers tried to tame New Zealand to look like a little England, what do you think,
1: Did, were they successful? It's a bit hard to know. I love the New Zealand bush, I love it. But I also love the English gardens because that's kind of my background. But you, know, you can mix them beautifully. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, creating the garden at Okuti Valley, I um, planted in the entire driveway with alternating about six or seven different native plants. So they brought all the birds and the bees. Uh, and then I had little patches of England and, you know, the water plants, I did the ponds, so it would bring the wildlife to them. Uh, and the several, you know, little plantations of uh, fruit and nut trees and little mini orchards, plus silver birches, the dreaded silver birches, but, and, you know, fields of daffodils. But the native trees, native New Zealand, uh, you know, is very beautiful and there's a place for them both, I think. Mm,
2: I think you're, you're quite yeah. right with that because they do add structure to a garden, don't they? Yeah. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for giving up your time and coming and chatting to us today. Now, Elizabeth's going to be talking at the Horticulture Society, aren't you, in November? November.
1: Yes, I, I am, Ray. Thank you very much. So, um, and I think I'm talking about the two... Welbeck so the English Welbeck and my little Welbeck cottage
2: and I think you're going to have some nice images to show as well aren't you I
1: hope so I have to do some new paintings
2: (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for coming along and talking to us You've got Kevi Gardener with you there, Lorraine.
0: I have. I've been buying it for the last few months and I'm really enjoying it. And in October, it had a, a little leaflet, um, a little book put out by Yates, Grow Your Own from Seed. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I've i been doing it for some time, but if you're not, you know, if, you, if you're a new gardener, it's a good, good book to get from the supermarket and you get your free you free-growing your own seeds. Mm, um, I know.
2: I mean, I'm hopeless at growing things from seed. <laughs> you know, I, I'd quite like to have the little plants. But, yes, I mean, more and more and more people are uh, buying seeds mm. and seed-saving.
0: Mm, yes, yeah, yeah, and it's good for children as well. They've got some seeds in there for children, so yeah, I think it's great to get children into gardening. Yeah, and you know. the sort of seeds that grow quickly, yes, you know,
2: children that will wait for no. three weeks for something to come. They like something to like pop
0: radishes up. or something, something like that. And, that's and peas be...
2: are good because a good big shoot comes up and they can see it. Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. And actually, my granddaughter was she got some sunflower seeds, so she was looking at the, the, They've got them yeah. growing as well. So yeah. yeah, and they're great for children because they yeah. They
2: can be quite spectacular as they well, can, can't
0: they? And, and, and I think it may get them into gardening. Mm. You know, I think that's where mine started when I was a young child. I used to go out and help my dad, and mm. here I am He's still gardening. Yeah. And we're still <laughs> yeah. eating
2: our own vegetables and yes. making our own pesto and yes. all the things that, yes. um, you know, mm. that you can do. Mm. Well, Yates don't only do this little booklet, but they've got Yates Gardening Week starting next week, haven't they?
0: they the. the um, Yes, the, the National Gardening Week. That's yes. right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, and we're uh, encourages gardeners to maybe put in an extra row of something so then you can pass it on to to someone who who may need it. So, That's right. Mm. Well,
2: you know, a lot of a lot of people live in pensioner flats and mm. quite small flats and really can't grow very much. Right. And a lot of us grow too much of something. We do. I mean, you suddenly have t- 10 lettuces. Yeah. And the the bugs are getting more than you are, the snails mm. are. Great mm. idea if you grow a few extra. Mm. And then you can either put them at the gate free to a good home mm. or you've got a neighbour that's not able to get out and garden easily.
0: Mm. Mm. Or local um, communities. Uh, there's a local church that I take stuff to. So, yeah, and it's yeah. a
2: lovely way of sharing and building yes. community because yes. that's what we need at the moment. We do. Yes, yeah, we So do. that's, yeah, because yeah, um, I think one thing that the, um, the COVID-19 is, Teaching us is that we need to support each other.
0: Oh, we do. And yeah. Um, yeah,
2: and if we can do it simply by adding another lettuce or two, yes, it's a fantastic
0: thing to do. I think so. Yeah. Yes, to share.
2: Yeah. So yes. that's so people mm. can look out for that. Mm. You don't have to buy Kiwi Gardener to know about it. You can just look on the website if you want to. Yes. But um... I mean, Kiwi Gardener. What I like about it is it can be local we reading about local conditions mm. south mm. island conditions so um which are different from growing in the North Island, which is more subtropical. Right, so, yeah. yeah, and
0: it's all, all the pictures. I love the pictures. I'm a visual person, so I like the pictures in the book. Mm. You can almost taste them at <laughs> veggies, can't you? They look mm. so good, yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it does get me
2: motivated. That's mm. good. Mm. Well, we've got quite a few things coming up in the Horticultural Society in the way of workshops. So if people have a look on the Canterbury Horticultural Society website, we've got workshops on... No seed sowing workshops on propagation. We've got an organics course running at the moment. Um, we're going to have a, a floral um, wreath making. Well, it won't be floral. I think it's going to be succulents um, making Christmas wreaths out of um, the succulents. So there's quite a lot on going in in the um, botanic gardens in the kiosk anyway. Mm. Lots and lots. I think Rachel has two or three nights a week of running classes at the moment. Right. Mainly catching up. Because you know, we've had lockdowns and things, but yeah. um, but fantastic. And we've had terrariums and everything, so um, so that's a good idea to keep an eye. And if anybody wants to send in a question or a comment, do so on info at plainsfm.org.nz or phone in on 365 7997.
0: Happy gardening! Yes, yeah, and enjoying your veggies and things mm. and your flowers.